Welcome to Not Your Cup of Tea. I'm your host, Kelsey West. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode. I'm so glad you're joining me. If this is your first time, welcome to Not Your Cup of Tea. And if you're coming back, thank you so much for choosing to join me and uh, come back. Glad glad you haven't gotten annoyed with me yet. <laughs> I say yet because there's, there's still room for that to change. <laughs> Oh, guys, I'm in a, I'm in like a silly, goofy mood tonight, so bear with me, okay? So, first up, how are you all doing? I hope you are doing well. I hope that February greeted you nicely. I'm, I'm excited that it's February. Uh, January seemed to fly by, which normally it doesn't. Normally, Jan, normally, January feels like it like drags on and I think it's because you know you have like all the holidays and you've like loaded up on lots of food and you start feeling kind of sluggish and you've had time off of work and and then you have to like go back to to your normal schedule and so it it kind of makes January just feel like really long and and kind of boring but it seemed to fly by at least for me it did I think it helped that I had a vacation planned, like, in the middle, towards the end of January. It kind of gave me something to look forward to, you know? So, highly recommend that. Anyways, let's, we're actually going to get into that trip. I'm going to update you on my cruise and how that went. But before we do that, let's talk about last week. You, you may have noticed there was no episode last week. And um, last week was just one of those weeks where I I severely overestimated my, mm, not my ability, but my motivation, <laughs> I think is the better word. I severely overestimated my motivation and how motivated I was going to be to to get things done that I needed to get done. And one of those being editing the episode for last week. Last week's episode was supposed to be a guest interview episode, and um, the guest that I was planning to have on, their, their recording time that I have currently on my like little storage disk, it's a lot, and it's a little all over the place. We kind of jumped around a lot. So I have to go in and really kind of compile it in a way that will make it all make sense and audibly uh, be smooth to listen to. It. I knew it was going to take me a while, but I was really dreading sitting down to work on it. Editing 
and like the post-production part of the podcast is probably like my least favorite part of of doing all of this just because it it takes like so much time and it's like very meticulous work to sit there and like go through the entirety of what you've recorded anyways so because of that I, I, I was not motivated to get it done, and so I didn't, and uh, I ended up not putting out an episode, and um, I apologize for that. I apologize that I left you guys hanging, but uh, it is what it is, and, and we're moving on. So today's episode is not the guest episode. Today we're, we're going to get into a Valentine's Day topic. And by Valentine's Day, um, I mean, let, let me explain a little bit. I love Valentine's Day. It's one of my favorite holidays. I think I've mentioned this before, but like I really love a holiday with a good set color scheme, like a good color palette. I don't know why. I think maybe it's just like visually very appealing for me. One of the things I love about Halloween is there's a set like four colors, black, orange, green, sometimes yellow. Love that. Valentine's Day, same thing. It's got white, red, pink, sometimes purple, you know? And uh, it's just, it's one of my favorite holidays. And because of that, we are dedicating this month's um, entire, well, sort of the entirety of all of the episodes to be related to some sort of love, dating, relationship, anything within that vicinity. That's what we're going to be talking about this month. So if you're not into that, I'll see you next month. But I would highly recommend that you stick around because I posted some prompts on the podcast Instagram looking for some stories, getting a little bit of a feel, collecting some of your guys' feedback and things for some of the topics. And y'all came in hot, like right off the bat. Like for sure, the fastest I have ever gotten responses to something on Instagram. And um, you didn't disappoint. Let me just put it that way. Most of the episodes for this month are going to be Valentine's Day adjacent. However, February 19th, Monday, February 19th, will be the guest episode that was supposed to come out last week in honor of the guest's birthday. So you can look forward to that. Kind of, it's kind of nice because it breaks everything up. You know, it's not all about like love and dating and relationships and all that stuff kind of gives you a little bit of a break right in the middle. I'm excited for it. I, when I sat down and I started editing the other night, I was like, you know what? This is going to be good. I think, okay, so I don't remember if I asked you guys or told you guys about this last, last episode, but I was trying to come up with like a catchy title with like some good alliteration for these episodes that I want to start doing where I interview guests. I really want to do like um kind of like a spotlight episode on people where they get to kind of share their life story and I get to ask them questions and they get to share their wisdom and you know their experience with me and with with you. And so I've I've come up with a couple ideas. So I think I've I've I think I have settled on this title, but it's it's still a working title, so bear with me, but I think I'm going to call them the spotlight sessions and we're we're just going to give a little, you know, moment to focus on somebody and their cool 
life story. And I I already have one recorded and lined up. I've got a couple people in mind that I am reaching out to and talking to 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 get on the pod that I'm very excited about. I think that people are so interesting and I love getting into those like sometimes pretty random conversations where somebody will just start talking to you. Usually it's somebody who's a little bit older, like older than 40, I would say. You know, they've got some real life under their belt and they'll just kind of start telling you about, you know, funny things that happened to them or this like really hard thing they went through and what they learned from it. And or like even like they'll tell you random little tidbits of things that they did for like jobs, you know, up until they got to their career. And you're just like, wow, that's so fascinating. Like, how did you go from A to B? Like, I just want to know all about that. And so that's what these these episodes, these spotlight sessions are going to be. And I'm very excited for them. This is something that I wanted to do that I'd kind of thought about doing like as a sole idea for a podcast is just like interviewing people and um, hearing their life stories. But it wasn't, it didn't totally, like I wasn't totally sold on doing that in and of itself. And so I'm really excited to be you know, introducing these and doing them. I think they're, they're, they're really interesting because my goal is to talk to people in these interviews that are from all different walks of life, having all sorts of different experiences. And the goal is to be able to gain a little bit of understanding, a little bit more empathy for people who come from different backgrounds than us, who are, you know, living a different experience than ourself. And also, like, I'm I'm coming up on 25 in, oh my god, in less than a month. Oh, guys, I'm gonna be 25 in less than a month. That is crazy. But because I'm coming up on 25, like, I'm, I'm coming up on being halfway through my 20s. I'm, I'm, like, at that point where I'm still considered, like, really young, but I also feel like like I'm aging rapidly at the same time, which are two completely different conflicting like feelings, <laughs> like feeling like super youthful, but also like I'm aging really quickly. And I think for other people who are also my age or younger who may be listening, but all like honestly, just anyone of any age, I think it doesn't really matter what age you are. I think everybody has you know, unique experiences that you can learn from regardless of how old they are. Like, I think we typically think, you know, the older you are, the more experienced you are or the more life you've lived, the more you've learned, those kinds of things. But that's not always true. It doesn't always, it's not always dependent on how old you are. And so part of it is like, I think someone young like me can really, and other people who are young and younger than me, will really benefit from hearing from people older than than me ourselves <laughs> you know for that reason like we're still we're still aging we're still figuring it out we're we're in that stage of life where it's like we're trying to figure out our career we're trying to figure out you know relationships like romantic relationships we're trying to figure out where we're going to live how we're going to support ourselves like all these things and it's kind of like just like a turbulent chaotic time 
in a lot of ways because nothing is really certain and nothing feels stable. But also, like, it'll be really beneficial for anyone. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can always learn something new and apply it to yourself. And it doesn't matter who you're learning it from, you know? So, very excited about these episodes. And the first Spotlight Session episode will be coming out Monday, February 19th. So look forward to that. I know I am. Um, let's see. What else is in my, um, I was gonna call it a, a to-do list, but that's not quite right. It's like, um, um, uh, oh my gosh, what is the word that I'm looking for? In case you were wondering, the word I was looking for was agenda announcements is that the word I'm looking for I don't think that's the word I'm looking for but like you know up top announcements I guess kind of works so this one is uh important so listen up so his name is Michael Clement I have mentioned him here before he is the musician who composed and produced the intro and outro music for the podcast. And he reached out to me and said, hey, I've got some availability um, coming up in the next, I think he said couple of months. And he wanted to see if I knew anybody in my circle who, you know, needed someone to do musical things. And uh, my, my podcasting circle is not big. In fact, it is non-existent at this moment in time. I'm still very tiny. It's just me on Podcast Island right now. But I said that I would, you know, give him a shout out on the podcast. So if there is anybody listening who needs any sort of music production, jingles, intro, outro, anything of that sort. I know he also does uh, music lessons. So if you're looking to learn piano, I, I think that's... I think that's all he teaches. Michael, feel free to like correct me. But I, d I know he teaches piano. He's a, yeah, he's a jazz musician. I probably should have clarified with him before I started advertising for him. But he was super great to work with, very communicative, very responsive. And he was super helpful in like helping me narrow down how I wanted the music to feel how I wanted it to kind of shape the the idea and the atmosphere of the podcast. I really enjoyed working with him and really appreciated his experience and introspection in the process of making the music and his professionalism. So if you are looking for anybody for any musical needs, feel free to reach out to him. He is on Instagram at Michael Clement Music. Uh, Michael is spelled M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Clement is spelled C-L-E-M-E-N-T. I will uh, share one of his posts or something like that to... To where? To... <laughs> Sorry, my brain just totally blanked, totally spaced. I'm going to share it on my Instagram. So if you guys are looking for him, you can go there and just click on it and be like, oh, there he is and go directly to his Instagram page. Um, So yeah, feel free to hit him up. He is super, super awesome. And the other thing, the cruise. Guys, let's talk because it was great. It was a lot of fun. I had so much fun. I'm already looking forward to my next cruise. I want to go to Alaska. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Oh my goodness. Sorry, it's almost three o'clock in the morning. Of course I'm yawning. Don't, you know what, don't judge me. 
I can I can hear you through the microphone. Through through the microphone, that doesn't make sense. I can hear you going, Oh my gosh, you're you're awake at three in the morning, you're crazy. I'm really not. It works with my work schedule. Just ignore it. <laughs> um, okay, but so the cruise was so much fun. It was a cruise of firsts, you know, it was my first cruise, it was my first time in Mexico in Mexico, excuse me. And it was so fun. I was so excited. Like, I'm I'm so excited to say that I got to go to Mexico. Most people, like, when they travel outside the United States for the first time, it, it kind of usually is, like, to Canada or Mexico because it's the closest and it borders the United States. But I'd never been. And so I'm so excited that I get to add that to, to my list of places that I've traveled to. We went to Ensenada and... I, I really liked it. Like, a lot of people leading up to the cruise had kind of, like, warned me, gave me a little bit of a heads up, like, hey, like, just so you know, you know, it's a touristy area. There's lots of people there who are kind of banking on making money off of you as a tourist, and, you know, sometimes they're not, they don't always have the the greatest integrity or intentions, and I was told ahead of time that, you know, there would be a lot of little kids coming up and, like, pestering you to, like, sell you fruit or, like, little trinkets or whatever in order to make money, and even once we got, we got on this, like, little shuttle that took us to, from the boat to Ensenada, like, to the, like, their downtown, like, their main shopping area and this little Mexican guy oh my gosh he was the cutest he was explaining to us about like you know don't give the little kids any money because they're they're supposed to be in school and they're not and the reason they're not in school is because they're out here selling things to tourists and they're making so much money that they think you know why go to school why bother but really it's just going to like impact them negatively in the future because they're not going to have an education and they're not going to be able to you know, progress and and have a job that will really provide for them and their family and those kinds of things. And uh, and he warned us, he was like, you know, don't, I mean, you're welcome to, but, you know, heads up, the silver that, you know, the little, like, these like little pop-up stands, I guess, people have, like, I I don't know how to explain this. They're like little stands that people would pop up and they would have stuff to sell. He was like, if you buy any silver from them, just know like it is fake. It'll turn green like immediately, like in between a day and three days, like it'll turn green. So don't don't buy from them if if you want to get like some real silver. We we got into the downtown part of Ensenada and we walked up and down me and two of my friends and we popped in and out of a couple stores and you know we listened to music. Somebody was playing like some some good music outside at a at a bar and we um we got tacos which oh my gosh, were so good. Guys, I'm I am still thinking about those tacos and it has been like two or three weeks now and I'm still thinking about the tacos. They were so good and I'm not a taco person, okay, which I know might be hard to hear, but I'm not a taco person. Part of it is because I don't like spicy food. It's not that I don't like it. I just don't prefer it. 
I I like to like actually taste the flavor of my food and the spice kind of ruins it for me. And a lot of the tacos that I've had in the past were like really spicy and I'm like, I can't eat this. Or I have this thing where like I, I have a hard time eating food that has like multiple foods mushed together. That's part of the reason why I don't like Thanksgiving food because people will just like pile on all these dishes and then put the gravy like all over it and then they're just like scooping it up and eating it like no like I need separation I need to be able to individually taste what is happening with each uh, item of food I don't know I don't know what it is but that's how I am and you know tacos are one of those foods where you just like load on a bunch of stuff and so that's not really been my thing but these tacos were were so good. I can't remember what we got. My friend ordered them because we were going to split them. And then I ended up eating them all because <laughs> she got some free nachos because the table behind us was like, hey, they brought us these nachos. We didn't order them. Do you want them? We're about to leave. And we're like, sure. So she ate the free nachos. I ate all the tacos. I think they were asada. They were beef of some kind. And they were so good. The guacamole with the chips. Oh my gosh. The chips were so crunchy and salty. They were amazing. It was just, it was so good. And I was pleasantly surprised by like the business transaction with the people there just because of the way that people had warned me that, you know, they probably would try to like scam you. But I stopped at this little, like one of these little pop-up people. I don't know what to call it. I think the word I was looking for was street vendor. And I got two bracelets, one f for each of my sisters. And I think the total came out to like nine bucks. And I gave them like a $10 bill and, or not a $10 bill. I think I gave them like a 20 or something. And when they gave me my change back, I noticed I was missing a dollar. And I was like, whatever, it's a dollar. It's not a big deal. And so I went to like walk away and we started to walk away and the person who was there selling the stuff like flagged me down and was like, no, 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 you, your change, your change. And, and they gave me my dollar and I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Like I wasn't, I just wasn't expecting them to like pay me what they owed back just because it was like that dollar, you know, like it's not that big of a deal. At least to me, it didn't seem like that big of a deal. And so I was like pleasantly surprised by that. Also, there weren't as many little kids running around. There was one guy who like, <laughs> no joke, approached us like six or seven times to try to sell us wallets every single time we told him no. There was another lady who was like trying to get me and one of my friends to like uh, get braids for our hair. And she came up to us like five times. And then we had a couple other people come up a couple different times. And we had, we had a guy come up and he played his guitar and he played a little song for us at our table while we were eating tacos. And it was just such a vibe, you know, like the the experience and the aesthetic of it all was just on point. As we were getting ready to leave, we stopped by this, we stopped into like a little shop and I wanted to find a ring while I was there in Mexico because the last time and the only other time outside of the cruise going to Mexico that I had traveled outside of the United States was in 2019 and I had gone to Europe I did Ireland, Scotland, and England, and in each of those countries, I just so happened to purchase a ring. Like, in Ireland, I got the ring, I can never pronounce what it's called. It starts with a C, but it's the ring with the hands, and they, like, 
are holding or they make a heart or something like that. It's it's a very traditional like Irish symbol um, for jewelry. And so I got a ring for that while I was in Ireland. And then when I got to Scotland, I got this ring with like this really pretty shell in it. And by the time I got to England, I was like, well, I have a ring from Scotland and I have a ring from Ireland. I should get a ring from England. And I did. And I found one. And so when I got to Mexico, I was like, I need to get a ring from Mexico. So we stopped into this little store. I had looked at a couple other stores up until that point, hadn't found anything I liked. We stopped in this store and they had like really nice rings, not just like not like cheapo fashion rings, but like actual rings with like real gemstones in them and real like silver set pieces. And so I was looking at them because I was like, oh, these look really nice. And they had like a little collection of opal rings and I love opal. I think it is so pretty. And they had one ring that was absolutely beautiful. And so I was like, okay, like how much is this one? And he was like, well, normally... I can't remember exactly how much he said, but it was like 250 or $275. And I was like, oh, yep, that's a little, that's a little outside of my, my price range, homie. And, or compadre, I should say. And he was like, but it's 50% off today. So it brings it down to like 175 or whatever. It was something like that. And I, I said, oh, you know what? Like, I, I can't afford that. That's, that's out of my range. Thank, thank you so much, though, for showing me the rings. And, and he, he was like, well, well, you can pay with card, you know, kind of a thing. And I was like, no, no, no. I, ooh, did you hear that? I just popped my finger. Did you hear that? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, so um, he was like, you can pay with card. And I said, no, I didn't bring a card. I only brought cash. And I did that intentionally. I was like, no, I only brought cash. And he was like, oh, well, how much cash did you bring? And I pulled out my cash and I counted and I said, I, I only have 65. And he was like, oh, well, well, you can split it. You can split cash and card. I said, I know, but I don't have card. He goes, well, maybe one of your friends can help you. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, it's okay. Like, I, I didn't want the ring that badly, you know? So I was like, no, 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 it's okay. And um, he, he kept trying to like haggle me a little bit. And he's like, okay, how about a how about hundred dollars? How about a hundred? And I said, I would. But like, I literally do not have a hundred dollars with me. And I was like, I'm sorry, it, your rings are beautiful. Have a good day. And I, I turned around and I started to walk away and he goes, okay, okay, I, I, I take your 65. And I said, all right, let's go. I was so happy. And it was just, it was a lot of fun for me. I don't, I think part of the reason why it was so much fun is because in America, that is not at all how like business shopping interactions happen. <laughs> like you don't sit there and haggle or like, you know, try to talk someone down for something like the, the price that's set is the price that's set kind of a thing. Being from America and having American dollars is a privilege when you go to another country and it it was a privilege to have American money, the U.S. dollar, going to Mexico because the U.S. dollar goes further there because it's like 17 pesos equals like an American dollar or something crazy like that. And so the dollar there will go further. And so when you haggle, it's like in a way for for a lot of people, the... 
I don't know how to phrase this right. Just making the sale, like no matter how much you end up making from the sale is going to be a win because the American dollar is like two or three times worth two or three times more than like the peso. And so, you know, if if you start at like, let's say $100 and you work your way down to 50 and then you're at 25, that's still 25 American dollars, which is still so much there, right? So like for me as an American being privileged, like in that way, going to another country where that is the situation like, it's, it seems like such a bargain. It seems like, wow, like, I made, like, such a good deal, like, getting this ring that is worth almost $300 for only $65. Like, that, that's crazy. I don't know. I just, I really, I really recognize my privilege in that instance because, for me, it was just, like, a fun experience in a foreign country. But for him, it, the guy making the sale, like, for him, that was, that was, like, a a big deal. It was like his sale of the day that was going to support his family. Just the privilege there of being able to travel somewhere and and see that interaction is just like a fun travel experience or a fun story to tell when I come back home, you know? And and for him it was it was what was providing for him and his his family, you know? So anyways, we should uh we should probably get in to to uh, today's episode. Oh, one thing I will mention though, because it was fucking hilarious. We were we were in this little shop and we were looking at souvenirs. We came across like these little teeny tiny sombrero hats and I picked one up and I was like laughing at it because it was like so cute, but I was also like, it's so small. Who's gonna fit this? <laughs> like, like, when they made this, who did they think was going to wear this? <laughs> so my friend jokingly was like, oh my gosh, you should get it for Daisy. <laughs> and she should not have said that because I, I indeed got the little sombrero for Daisy. And it's so cute. I don't regret it one bit. It was the best decision I got so excited as soon as she said it, and I was like, my poor dog, she, she is so patient, so patient with me, and I love her for it. <laughs> she looks so cute, guys. I'll have to, I'll have to take, like, a really good picture, and, and I'll have to post it to the, uh, podcast Instagram, so you guys can see it, because that's so cute. She's so cute. Okay, let's, let's go ahead and get into today's actual topic. I have just rambled and chatted your your lovely ears off <laughs> yawn number two before we get in to to today's topic which is going to be about dating apps i should give a little bit of like a content warning that we're gonna talk about some things that maybe might not be the most appropriate for little ears if you are a parent who listens with, you know, children in the room. Um, so just a heads up that that we are going to cover some some things today that might involve some um, sexual topics and things like that of that nature. So just a heads up. Nothing isn't it's not going to be anything too crazy. But there are some things that I, I already have read and seen come up that I'm like, okay, you might not want 
you might not want your kids to listen to this, and that's, you know, that's fair. Okay, let's get into today's topic. And today's topic is online dating. And <laughs> what what can I say about online dating aside from the fact that it sucks? <laughs> it sucks, okay? I I am currently on Bumble, which Bumble is Bumble is supposed to be kind of like the safest option of the dating apps because it's the only dating app I know where the women have to message first, like the men cannot message you as the girl um, until you as the girl have messaged him. And I really like that because I'm sure we have all heard a horror story or two or 10 about, you know, just like really creepy men um, DMing really inappropriate or sexually explicit things to women on dating apps, um, completely unsolicited. And so getting on a dating app, I wanted to, you know, feel a sense of, of safety and security in that and have a little bit of control in that way. So I joined Bumble. The The other options out there were like Tinder, which traditionally has been known as like the one night stand hookup kind of app. Um, <laughs> I know that they've, that Tinder like as a brand has been working really hard to rebrand and I've seen, and there is your number three, take a shot or drink some water every time I yawn. They've been trying to like rebrand the app as like, find your soulmate or whatever. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's working. I think, I think they've dug themselves a hole too deep to come back from, you know? So there's Tinder, um, there's Grinder, which is basically the Tinder for, uh, I think it's only gay men, but it might also be for, um, people who identify as queer, like, period, so not, not just gay men, but lesbians, pansexuals, bisexuals, however you identify, but I know typically, um, when I hear about Grindr, it is in, like, gay men's circles, so not totally positive, obviously, I'm, I'm not on that one, <laughs> um, there's Hinge, which, I, I have heard is like a close second for Bumble or like tied to Bumble. I don't, I don't really know. Not on that one. And I feel like I'm missing another big one. There's like, there's a couple other ones that are kind of random. There's like Plenty of Fish, which is supposed to be like a Christian dating app, I think. Number four, making sure you guys stay hydrated, you know? There's like uh, farmersonly.com. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that dating site is actually still around anymore. Same thing with like eHarmony. Like that was really big growing up for like online dating before there was like dating apps. I don't know that that actually exists anymore, though. Okay, so I just googled really quickly, like, most used, most common dating apps, because I was curious. I pulled up a 
article titled 20 Best Dating Apps for Anyone and Everyone Looking for Love in 2024. And it's from womenshealthmagazine.com. There, there's a lot more than I was expecting. So these are the dating apps <laughs> that Women's Health recommended. Um, there's like, tw- tw- there's 20, yeah. And it, it lists like what each one is like best for, okay? So the first one is a dating app called Lex, L-E-X. Never heard of that one. It's for queer folk. Folk or folk? 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 Nope, that's right. I don't know why I was struggling with that. So that's really cool. Didn't know that existed. Number five, baby. Okay. Um, The second one is Grindr, which is best for queer men. So, okay. I was right about that one. Seems to be just for queer men. Numero Trace is hashtag open never heard of this heard of this one um but it's best for poly daters which is short for polyamorous for anyone who doesn't know what polyamorous is it's basically like ethically non-monogamous relationships so you're in a relationship with one person or with multiple people and you're like all aware that you're in more than one relationship the next one is hinge which is identified as best for quality conversations (laughs) okay i don't know that you can really get quality conversations from any of the dating apps but that's just me number five tinder best for hookups see even women's health magazine knows number six is bumble which is labeled as best for women which makes sense like i said you know the women have to message first number seven is eHarmony, guys (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) Um, it's, it says it's the best paid dating app. Damn, you still have to pay for this shit? Can't believe eHarmony is actually still around. Holy cow! Guys, it's expensive! Wow, that's... It's over $30 a month for eHarmony. That's crazy, man. I thought, like, eight bucks was a lot. You know, like, you'll get, like, little advertisements pop up, like, get get deluxe or get premium bumble or whatever and it's like eight bucks a month or something i thought that was a lot 30 shoot okay number eight is a app called her h-e-r never heard of this one but it's best for queer women so it's like the grinder for women probably i'm assuming someone tell me if i'm right or wrong in the comments uh number nine is match as in, like, Match.com? Yeah, Match.com! Get out of here. That's crazy. It says it's best for mature daters. Is that, like, um a subtle way of saying it's, like, for, for old people? <laughs> like, because that's kind of rude. Let's see. doesn't say, like, it's an age thing. So what do they mean by mature? That's That seems vague. The next one is called Stir, S-T-I-R, and it's best for single parents, which that's cool, creating a safe space for single parents to, to get out there and date and find someone. Love that for them. The next one is called BLK, and it is best for black daters, it says. So that's super cool. Another one is called Chispa. I'm assuming that's how you'd pronounce it. It's C-H-I-S-P-A, and it's for Latinx daters, and that's super cool. 
didn't know that there were so many dating apps that were like specific for um, ethnicity, which is super cool. This one is called Happen, which is spelled H-A-P-P-N, and it says it's for it's best for meet cute connections. For anyone who doesn't know what a meet cute is, it's basically whoop. The ad decided to start talking. A meet cute is basically like that moment in. Typically, it refers to like a film or a book that like moment in a film where it's kind of like either serendipitous or kind of clumsy or funny or whatever, but it's where like the main protagonist woman and the main protagonist male like meet each other like for the first time and that's what kind of sparks their ongoing romantic connection throughout the film or the story or whatever. But, you know, this can also happen in real life. Like you can have like a, a meet cute with somebody at the grocery store or whatever but it doesn't necessarily go anywhere. It's just like, oh, this was a really cute way meet a a stranger or like a potential mate, I guess. Um, number 14 is okay Cupid, and it says it's best for all types of relationships, which also vague. Don't know what that means. Uh, number 15 is, I'm so sorry, I'm probably going to mispronounce this one, but it's Salams, S-A-L-A-M-S. And it says it's best for Muslim daters, which that's super cool. There is also number 16, J Swipe, which is the best dating app for Jewish singles. That's really cool. 17 is Christian Mingle, <laughs> which is best for Christian daters. This one, number 18, is called Coffee Meets Bagel. And it's best for outer circle connections, which I don't know what that means. Maybe just... <sighs> number six going beyond like social media and like the people you know but like isn't that like what all dating apps are isn't that what they all do is they get you outside of like your basic circle i don't know number 19 is a dating app called f-e-e-l-d so field feld i don't know how to pronounce that but it's uh for it's best for kinky or enm daters enm stands for ethical non-monogamy so if you're somebody who's in a relationship more than one relationship openly that's probably important to add on to that and number 20 last one is plenty of fish and it says it's best for matched interests which i don't know what that means but it also doesn't say anything about being Christian, and I don't know why I thought it was a Christian one, but I guess it's not. The only other dating app I've ever been on besides Bumble is uh, Mutual, which if you're familiar with like the Mormon culture or community or whatever you want to call it, it's a Mormon dating app. So I was on that like in college and stuff, but once I left college, I was just like, meh. <laughs> And I didn't join Bumble until like maybe six months ago, 10 months ago. It was within the last year. It was fairly recent. So yeah, and it's been, it's been interesting. So, <laughs> so we're not just like reviewing dating apps, which we're not even reviewing them. Like I'm not going to like rate them or anything because I don't have enough experience with, with like Oh my god. With all of the dating apps to be able to rate them. However, um, <laughs> part of the reason 
why I joined Bumble and why I have stayed on Bumble is because dating apps, not the dating app itself, but the people on dating apps are so entertaining. Like, it is just like one of my favorite, (laughs) maybe not favorite, but it is one of the most entertaining pastimes for me to like just scroll through Bumble, regardless of whether or not like I find the person attractive based on their photo or attractive based on like what they said in like their bio or answering questions or whatever. Like regardless of that, like put all of that aside, just reading the the things that the men out there decided to put in their dating profiles that they thought would be a good idea is just so funny guys they they're really out here trying so hard at least i'd like to think they're trying hard i don't know that they are but i like to think that they are and and they're just falling flat and it is it's just funny to me which maybe that's a little cruel, but I also recognize though that like there have been times where I'm sure I've said something in in my profile that I'm like that's stupid. Why did you say that? And it and that's really what I mean by like it's funny. It's it's just like you're you're trying dating apps are hard because they're based mostly on what you look like. Like, you put anywhere between, like, three to six photos on a dating app, and you're swiping left or right, you're saying yes or no to to this person based on, on what they look like. And there's, there's a certain amount of information that they give you, like, you have a bio where you can, like, briefly, like, introduce yourself, and, like, on Bumble, they have, like, uh, prompt questions that you can answer, and then it kind of, like, helps you get to know the person a little more. But for the most part, like, you're relying kind of on the photos. So when it comes to, like, the the prompts and the bio, you almost kind of have to try a little too hard to to advertise yourself. Dating apps are are kind of like (laughs) dating, dating profiles, like the dating bio, bio profile, whatever you want to call it. It's kind of like a resume. Like, you are trying to sell yourself to potential romantic partners. You're putting down all your best qualities. You're you're attempting to put down like all your best qualities just like you would on a resume. And you're you're hoping that they like what they see, you know? And then then the date, which is is the goal of the dating dating apps, is to actually go on a date with someone that you've matched with, the date is kind of like an interview, like a job interview, right? Like the, your date has seen your resume and they're like, hmm, I like this. I like that. It looks like you'd be a good fit at this company, aka you'd be a good fit for me, you know, kind of a thing. And now we're going to go on a date. We're going to, we're going to meet in person. We're going to ask each other questions. We're going to, interview each other. We even, you know, dress up nice and you you're on your best behavior and you, you uh, <laughs> as you're on the date, you're like awkwardly hoping that you don't like seem too full of yourself, but you're like also still trying to like hype yourself up so that way the other person like sees how cool you are and 
wants to like go on a second date with you, kind of like when you're in a job interview, you're like trying to hype yourself up and like really talk yourself up, but you're you don't want to come across as like egotistical or something like that because, you know, you you want to get the job and you want to make sure that you highlight all your best qualities so they know that you're you're a good fit but you don't want to like turn them off by seem to by seeming like too cocky or something the thing that's interesting about the dating apps in this comparison to like you know trying to get a job you know is that it's a two-way street in this situation right like okay so if we're sticking with the dating metaphor here you as the the person seeking a job you don't have to apply. You don't have to send in your resume. And on the other end, the company or whoever you're sending your resume into, you know, the potential employer, like they don't have to extend an interview to you. Like they can receive the resume and be like, eh, not not a fit for us. Or they can see the resume and just be like, we have so many applicants, just pick a handful and we'll interview one and pick one, you know, kind of a thing. Further along, like, they can extend the interview, but you don't have to go. You don't actually have to show up and, like, do the interview and, like, pitch yourself for the job. You know, even if you do show up and you pitch yourself for the job, they don't have to offer you the job. You can go to the interview and the interview can go super well, but maybe there was another candidate who was more qualified, right, or who had a better interview or whatever. And so just because you had the interview doesn't mean you're going to get the job. But at the same time, They could extend the job position to you. They can offer you the job, but you don't have to accept the job. Ultimately, it comes down to your decision. Like, you can have the perfect resume. You can have the the perfect interview. You know, say all the right things, do all the right things, and they can, you know, offer you the job. But just because them as the employer thinks that you would be a perfect fit for their job and so they're offering you the position doesn't mean that you necessarily like vibe with their environment or want to do the job like after interviewing with them and like asking questions maybe you realize that it's not a good fit for you you can you can peace out you know you know I came up with this analogy between the you know applying for a job and like the job interviewing process and the dating process and dating apps and um I'm gonna be honest with you don't totally remember where I was trying to go with that. I think I was just probably trying to say that, like, we often, you know, get lost in the idea of, like, as soon as one person comes along that, like, kind of meets your your very basic standards, you're like, okay, I gotta, I gotta stick with this one. I, I have to accept the job, you know, because they offered it. But you gotta remember, like, you, you didn't have to apply to the job, and you also don't have to say yes to the job. Like, it's okay to go in for the interview, it's okay to try it out, see if it's a good fit. Doesn't mean you have to go and work for the company. Are you following me? Because I'm a little lost myself. <laughs> okay, so let's talk funny things that I've found in dating profiles. I, I pulled you guys, the listeners, to see what you guys had, so I'm gonna... Oh my gosh. I'm going to read some of my favorites and then I'm going to read some that you guys sent in that I thought were also very funny. Okay, so one one of them says, um, this is, you know, I don't feel bad using their names because they're all a bunch of random people. Nobody knows who they are. They, some of these are from different states, like whatever. Okay, so 
Zach's bio says, this one made me laugh. I remember reading it for the first time and then I I saw it again in somebody else's bio and I was like, oh, that's not as original as I thought it was. That's a bummer. But it, it was funny the first time. So it says, do you ever wake up, kiss the person beside you and be glad you're alive? I did. And apparently I'm no longer allowed on JetBlue. <laughs> And I thought that was funny. This one is a prompt. I don't know. I don't know who, who, there's no name attached. Oh, wait, Devin. Just kidding. His name is Devin. There's a prompt that says a review by a friend on Devin's behalf. And then it says, if he treated a girl half as good as his homies, he'd be married. And that just really struck a chord with me. You know what I mean? The girls who get it, get it. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Kurt says... Kurt. That's a, it's a Kurt name. (laughs) Oh my god. I should go to bed. So it says, the prompt is, as a child, I was really into, and then Kurt said, eating spider webs. I watched Shrek and thought it looked hella good, which, um, is problematic. Although, I guess the good thing we can take away from that is that you can eat spider webs and, um, it's not harmful, you know? It's, I think one could almost say it could be eco-friendly to consume spider webs. I don't recommend it. In fact, I highly discourage it, but it could be, could be eco-friendly. What's another one? Some of these are so interesting. This one, this one was just so confusing. What's his name? Yosef? Yusef? Not sure how to pronounce that, but it says in his bio, it says, you can't be shorter than 5'5 five five or taller than 5'7. Swipe left if you don't meet the height requirements. Also, he spelled height wrong. <laughs> like, you, you have, like, you have to be able to spell right. And if you can't spell, swipe left. Like, that's, that's basically what this guy is saying. And it's kind of fucked up. <laughs> this one is so funny. It says, I guarantee you that somebody didn't cook here but they did burn everything. (laughs) So for anyone who doesn't know, um, there's this like slang, I guess, is what you would call it. Yeah, slang is right. That's a phrase. And the phrase is, well, somebody cooked there. And it's in reference to like a, a partner and recognizing, for example, say I started dating a guy and the guy knows like I asked him or it comes up in conversation and the guy knows that for girls when you wash your hair you're only supposed to shampoo your roots like right at the scalp and then condition the ends like you're not supposed to put shampoo all the way through your hair and you're not supposed to put conditioner all the way through your hair if he knows this information that means someone cooked there meaning at some point he had a girlfriend who taught him that are you following so this guy is saying, like, nobody cooked here. Like, nobody nobody helped make me ready for this relationship. Because that's what that means. Like, someone cooked here. Someone helped prep you to get to me kind of a thing. So nobody cooked here, but they, they did burn. A, they did burn everything. <laughs> like, like, it's a crumbling mess and, and I'm sorry, you know? So it, it was just really funny. Um, the, 
Sometimes I'll... (laughs) This probably makes me sound like absolutely batshit, but sometimes I'll take screenshots of the photos that guys include in their bio because the photo in and of itself is really funny. So this one isn't a bio, it's just a photo, and it's of the guy. The guy is standing next to Snoop Dogg. Nowhere in his profile, in his bio, does he, he like, mention it or bring it up. It's just there. The photo was just there. And you just had to be like, whoa, that's fucking Snoop Dogg. Like, you're you're not going to say anything about that? You're not going to, like, use that as, like, a, like, let's reel her in and tell her about the time I met Snoop Dogg. Like, nope, just here's a picture of me and Snoop Dogg, Snoop Bogg? <laughs> Snoop Dogg in a random ass parking lot. So that, I thought that was funny. This one, okay, this one I I wanted to include because, like, it seems super cutesy and, like, romantic in theory, but in reality, I think it would be, like, really awkward and uncomfortable. So it says, the prompt is perfect first date, and they said, writing songs or poems together somewhere and then reading or singing them to each other. I love the idea of, like, being someone's muse and them writing, like, poetry or songs about me. It seems, like, so romantic, right? Uh, but then, like, when they, like, sit down and they, like, play you the song or they read you the poem, it, it feels a little awkward. It's a little uncomfy. Like, maybe, maybe write me the poem and then just, like, give it to me and let me read it by myself. Like, maybe that would be fine. But, like, reading it to the person or singing a song to the person, there's, like, a lot of pressure in the sense of, like, how do you want me to react? Like, how am I supposed to react? Because if it's bad, like, then I have to fake my reaction. And that's not super great. But but if it's, like, good, I don't want to seem too eager and too overexcited. But also, like, it's rarely good. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, you know how in the Barbie movie... There was that scene where all the Kens are on the beach and they're all playing the exact same song to Barbie. A lot of the things that the Kins, Kens did in that movie were like hyperbole, like just overly exaggerated. And, and that was intentional. It was like to be funny. It was to like make the point, right? But like them sitting on the beach playing the guitar, singing to the girl, like trying to be like all machismo about it. That is not an exaggeration. Ladies, raise your hand, put a hand up in the comments if if a man has ever played a song to you. Whether he wrote the song or not, it doesn't matter. My hand, currently raised. That's all, all I'm going to say. Okay? Moving on. <laughs> this one's so funny. Nate says in his bio, I'm a licensed car salesman and would appreciate your business more than I would appreciate linking up with you. But either way, hit me up. <laughs> like, like this guy is really out here using a dating app to to advertise his his car business. The the innovation, the dedication that he has, you know, that he's out here being like, you know what? I'm not really here for dating. I'm just here to like sell you a car. I mean, if you want to go on a date, sure, I guess that's fine. But not the reason I'm here. <laughs> Let's see. This one is a prompt and it says, my favorite fact is, and then they said, turtles breathe through their ass, which I'm not even going to Google to see if that's true, because I kind of love how absurd that is. 
whether it's a true fact or not. This person in their bio said, if you can't run a marathon, don't swipe right. I love, I love, you know, someone who, who knows what they like and what they want. And I, I can appreciate that you want to find yourself a partner who can participate in, in similar hobbies as you. And, uh, if being active and athletic is like a really big part of your life, then I understand that you'd want someone who, who has a similar mindset and who participates in, in similar things to, to, to kind of like live that lifestyle. But you don't got to be, you don't got to be so rude, you know? Like, if you can't run a marathon, don't swipe right. You can still be active. You can still be athletic and stuff and match like in that way without like running a marathon. Like that's a little bit, it's a little intense, you know? Uh, this person said in their bio, I like my women insane. Which, I mean, don't we all, you know? This one is a really good way to describe yourself. Will said, Hanging out with me is like when you find out the song you've been skipping for the past week is actually pretty fire. <laughs> and I like that, you know? It's kind of like, um, don't judge a book by its cover kind of a vibe. Oh my gosh. Okay, this one, Josh, in his bio said, Okay, but have you ever put a donut in the microwave? And I specifically found this really funny because in college, me and one of my best friends had this weird thing where I think we only did it like two times, maybe three, but we put like random food items in the microwave and like tried to see what would happen to them. The first time we did it was because we were trying to make guacamole and we were trying... <laughs> This is such a college thing to do. Like, such a, like, just weird-ass, kind of stupid, like, absolutely no common sense was used in this process, college-age thing to do. But we were trying to make homemade guacamole. We bought avocados, but they weren't ripe, and we didn't want to wait for them to ripen. And so we were trying to figure out a way to make the avocados ripe. And so one of us, I think it was me, I think, and I, I, I think it was me, I was like, well, let's throw it in the microwave. Let's see if heating it up does anything. It, it didn't do anything. It, um, it basically became a game of like hot potato, uh, made a really gross smell. It actually ended up because we, we opened the avocado afterwards and it had cooked the pit inside of the avocado. So that was interesting. The second time we did it, we put a carrot in the microwave. Don't know why we did that one, but we put a carrot in the microwave and it was actually pretty cool. If it, it felt like we were doing like our own science experiment, all of all of the like moisture in the carrot like got sucked out and it just kind of like folded in on itself like a a deflated balloon. It was super weird. But so, because me and my friend had this thing about putting weird food items in the microwave, this one made me laugh because I was like, okay, but like, what would happen if I put a donut in the microwave? You know? Catch me putting a donut in the microwave. Ugh, this one, this one is just so gross. Guys, any men listening, if you're single and you're on a dating app, just take, take some notes. You know, it's helpful. 
hopefully any men that are listening to this though are not are not saying these things. Hopefully you are you're more evolved and advanced than this. But this person said, it's meant to be if you're not fat. I can't even I can't. Next one says, if you have a nose ring, I'd let you destroy my life, to be honest. Which, for a nose ring? Really? That's it? Oh, this one says, I ate bugs in the second grade to make friends, so just imagine what I would do for you. (laughs) Like, honestly, that's, that's the, that's the kind of vibe and the, um, effort I'm looking for, you know? This one says, I'm a great plus one because I'll say it's your birthday at every restaurant, which, fuck yeah, get some free dessert, man. There's also that, like, awkward moment where they, like, the restaurant people will, like, sing happy birthday to you. But, I mean, you're getting getting a free dessert, so, I mean, it's kind of worth it, you know? This one made me laugh. Swipe right if, and then they said, who else are you going to swipe right on? The guy with the fish? (laughs) because for those who don't know there's a thing with men where they like like fishing and hunting and they think displaying their like catch um is attractive like i don't know maybe it goes back to the whole like hunter gatherer thing but um newsflash most women majority of women don't want to see a dead animal you know when they're scrolling through their their dating app they don't want to see you holding a dead animal it's, it's not, it's not super attractive. Just, just say in your bio or something that one of your hobbies is hunting or fishing. And if there's a girl scrolling along who's like, hey, I really like to hunt. I like to fish. I like to, you know, do whatever. Then she'll see that and be like, oh, okay. We have a common interest. Cool. You know, you don't, you don't need to put a picture. Or, if you're gonna put a picture of you doing one of those hobbies, put a picture of you, like, with your fishing pole in the river, and you're, like, knee-deep in the river, actively doing the hobby. Not, not a picture of you holding, like, a gutted fish. You know? It's just gross. Let's see. (laughs) This was funny. So, the guy's name is Tony, and in his bio, it says, My name is actually Kevin, and I can't change it for some reason. So this is funny because like you're you're not allowed to change your name and you're not allowed to change your age once you have put it in on the dating app. And Tony isn't even close to Kevin. So <laughs> why was Tony even there to begin with? It's just funny. <laughs> this one says I'm known for my absolute monster booty. I would turn around in my photos, but I wouldn't want my dump truck of an ass blocking the camera. <laughs> this one is funny because it's kind of poking fun of like, so like for girls on dating apps, it's the guy with the fish or like the hunting guy, right? But for guys on a dating app, it's like the girls who are super into astrology. So this this is kind of like making fun of it. It says, if your zodiac sign is asparagus, don't bother swiping right because I'm a Capri Sun and we are not compatible. (laughs) 
This one is straightforward, and I like that, that he knows what he wants. He says, I'm hoping you don't do crack. This one says, we'll get along if you love capitalism. This one is good. It says, my hottest take is that Shrek 2 is a theatrical masterpiece. It has the funniest comedy, the most touching romance, the greatest twists, and gripping tension. Truly, Shrek 2 is the peak of cinema, and Hollywood has not come close since. Which, fun fact that I learned about, Shrek 2 is turning 20 this year, and in 2004, when it came out, it was, what is it called, like, when you make the most money at the box office? Like, it was the top grossing film for the year in 2004. So this guy, not wrong. Not wrong even a little bit. This, <laughs> I have a picture saved of this man whose hair is almost, like, half the height and, like, size of his own face. Like, I'm not even joking you. Like, I'm not even kidding you. That's the phrase. I'm not even kidding you. His hair is, like, like six inches tall. Not even, not even exaggerating. I'm kind of tempted to almost take this photo and, like, you know how people put those little, like, smiley face emojis or whatever over someone's face so you can't see their face? Like, I might do that just so you can see how insanely tall this man's hair is. It's ridiculous. This one, I like this one, okay? Remember the guy who was like, you have to be between like 5'5 and 5'7? This is the opposite of that. Not the opposite, it's the same vibe, but, but done right, okay? So it says, I'm looking for a specific type. I'm very picky. I need someone between four feet and seven feet, no exceptions. Someone with blonde or black hair. Bonus points if you're brunette or redhead. I find it difficult dating people too far from my age. So anything over 80 or under 17 might not work. And it's just like, you just gotta be a human being, you know? Just be a human being. Be decent. And and we'll see. We'll see where it goes. <laughs> this one is, this is a good, like, um, like there's a movement of like body positivity and body neutrality within, like, the female community, right, With, amongst women, like, learning to love and appreciate our bodies as they are, you know, and uh, for the function that they serve as, like, just carrying us from, from day to day, just getting shit done. But then there's also, like, men, allies with us for the body positivity movement who are, like, advocating, like, being like, yeah, no, like, we don't want, like, this one specific, like, societal media-pushed image of a woman kind of a thing. <clears throat> and, and this guy, this guy kind of falls in the category. He says, let's talk if you're funny. Don't be insecure about your body. I won't see any of it when you're sitting on my face. <laughs> like, okay. This one is, I related to this one. <clears throat> It says a pro and a con of dating me is pro I'm an open book con you gotta know how to read braille <laughs> yep um anything you want to know it's here to know but it's it's gonna take some work to get there <laughs> this one says I guarantee you that if I believe in dinosaurs then somewhere they must be believing in me and if they believe in me then I can believe in me just like the the nonsense. You know? It's astounding, really. 
<laughs> this is another one poking fun of like the astrology girls. It says it's meant to be if the rising of Jupiter is falling on Saturn or however it goes. This is a, this one says, a fun fact I'm obsessed with, there are more trees on Earth than stars in our galaxy. And I don't think that that could be right. I guess, I guess you could stop and go like, okay, are, are you one of those people who considers bushes to be trees? Because I know there's that conversation. But even still, there are an unfathomable, what? I don't know how to say that word. There's an unfathomable amount of stars in our galaxy. There is no way that there are more trees than that, than stars on earth. I just, I don't, I don't believe that. I can't. It just does not seem realistic to me. <laughs> this one says, I've never killed a mountain lion, but I've choked a couple cougars, which, you know? <laughs> Oh, y'all. We're going to end on this one because he's, you know, he's really asking the hard-hitting questions. And he says, or he asks, excuse me, why is it that M&Ms can be baked into cookies in a 350 degree oven and not melt? But if you have a fistful of them, they immediately turn to goo. Give this man, I was going to say like a PhD, but that didn't feel fitting. Then I was going to say a Nobel Prize. That also didn't didn't feel quite right. Give this man a bag of M&Ms. <laughs> uh, see what I did there? Let's read some of the ones that you guys submitted. One says, if you're the kind of girl who doesn't care to shave, I'm already in love with you. Which, like, dope. One less thing I have to worry about, you know? Another one says, <laughs> for work, river guide by day, plasma prostitute by night. <laughs> Have any of you guys ever done that or ever thought about doing that? Like, you know how you can like donate plasma or I think you can even like, if you're a man, you can like donate sperm or as a woman, you can like sell your eggs or things like that, or, like, you can go and do, like, um, not clinical trials, but, like, the testing trials for medicine or skincare stuff or whatever, like, before it goes out on the market and you can get paid for, for testing, that kind of stuff. Have you guys ever done that? Let me know in the comments. <laughs> oh, gosh. Another one says, who wants to watch the bee movie and kiss every time there's a bee? Which, like, you know. Also, the bee movie was 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 a, a weird movie. I remember thinking that, even watching it as a kid. Haven't watched it in probably, like, ten years. So I guess the last time I watched it was as a kid. So that doesn't make any sense. I just remember it being a weird movie. Like, that this bee could talk to the girl, and then the girl had a boyfriend, but she really kind of was, like having feelings for the bee. Like, it was, it was a weird setup. Let's see. Another one says, legalize ranch. Sir, I'm pretty sure ranch is already legalized. I don't, I don't think you need to push your, your efforts or concerns into that cause. That isn't actually a cause. This one, this is another, like, a punny one, so I appreciate it. It says, my mom hasn't signed a permission slip for this feels 
trip. Get it? Like field trip, but feels because you're all up in the feels. Okay, you get it. <laughs> this one says, call me Nemo because I'm not afraid to touch the butt. <laughs> oh my gosh. This one says, not as handsome as Ted Bundy, but I won't murder you. <laughs> Just like, cool. Thanks. That's, that's refreshing. <laughs> Another one. Like, for real, these men are just out here saying things that are just, like, unhinged and ridiculous. This one says, I owe $250,000 to the Russian mob. Any help is appreciated. <laughs> the last one from you guys, we'll, we'll end on this one, says, If you were a fruit, you'd be a fine apple. I feel like there needs to be, like, a little winky situation after that. And then it says, if it, it continues... If you were a vegetable, I'd visit you in the hospital, which is like a fucked up joke, but also like so sweet, you know, you'd come visit me in the hospital. <laughs> Shucks, you know. All right. So I, I think that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up because this, this one's going to be a little bit of a long episode. Um, at least it is right now before editing. Oh, <laughs> guys, it's so late. I told you I was going to get this out on Wednesday. I really, I really want to make this, like, my job, the podcasting thing, but I am absolutely not consistent for shit when it comes to releasing, and I kind of want to just, like, embrace it, you know? I kind of want to just be like, you know what? It, it'll, it'll be a surprise. You'll never know which day of the week it comes out on. Like, ooh, that's cool, but also, like, I know as a listener how sucky that is, because I'm like, um, hello, it's Tuesday, where's my episode at, you know, and then it comes out on a Wednesday, which isn't that big of a deal, but it's like, ugh, what an inconvenience. Also, like, the consistency is important for, for, for gaining listenership, for, like, Spotify's algorithm to put out and, like, recommend it to new listeners, and so I know it's important, but, um, just, just ha- it hasn't gotten there yet. So, so if anybody wants to be my producer, <laughs> uh, feel free. Or, or if you know anyone who's looking for a job to be a producer, send them my way. Because that's really the, the thing that makes putting out these episodes so difficult is I, I procrastinate it. I procrastinate sitting down and, and recording because I know once I record, I have to edit. Or I'll record in a timely fashion, and then I'll procrastinate after that because I don't want to edit. So, if you know anybody, send them my way, and, and let's talk, you know? Let's, let's make something happen. Next week, you guys, um, <laughs> I was gonna say you can expect an episode on Monday, but might not be Monday, could be Wednesday, maybe, maybe we're going back to Wednesdays. <laughs> Who knows? Definitely not me. But you you can expect an episode. And next week, we are going to be doing worst dates in honor of Valentine's week. I thought it would be very fun to, to do first date stories. If you have a funny or uh, horrific <laughs> 
uh, worst date story that you would like to share with me and hear read on the podcast, um, you can email that to me at the NICOT podcast at gmail.com or you can DM it to me on Instagram at the podcast Instagram, which is not your cup of tea period podcast. And any time you want to like get in contact with me, send me information, um, but you don't remember like, for example, what the email is, all of that is in the show notes in the description of the show. Um, so feel free to go there. Um, to find that, to send it to me, because I would love to hear it. I've already gotten several stories sent in from the prompt that I posted on Instagram. So that's a really good way to stay updated on uh, upcoming episodes and a really good way to uh, be able to contribute. It's a lot of fun. I love hearing what you guys have to say and which topics you like to contribute to, and it's just a lot of fun. If you guys have any uh, suggestions or topics or games or like anything that you want to hear on the podcast coming up in the next like two months, I think in April, I've got one or two weeks where I left kind of open for, you know, spontaneous like, oh, I want to talk about this on the podcast or you know, anything like that. If you've got anything that you're like, oh, this would be really great for you to talk about on the podcast, comment it on Spotify, on Apple Music, whatever you listen to. Drop drop a comment there. Um, it, it gives interaction with the podcast and then I get to see what you guys want to hear more of. So yeah, on that note, uh, be sure to like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the things. And um, thanks for joining me for tea. I'll catch you next week. Have a great one, guys. Bye.